Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. So SHOT Show just ended. Uh, is there anything that you're allowed to talk about, you're impressed with, that's coming out? Like Lancer. The okay. Oh my goodness. Lancer really? Tactical. They offer carbon fiber guns with all the tuning that you need for Speedsoft under $300. Whoa. Dean's connector already installed with a already installed MOSFET. Speaking of that, shout out to Russell Customs then because that's where I saw you. Huge supporter of Russell. I was one of his very first customers and I nice. just saw something in him. I'll save it for the episode, but I saw something in him. Anyway, welcome, brother. Thank you. It is my pleasure. I, I love these times. Awesome. I uh, So for anyone listening, uh, watching, I just saw you just now, like like literally 10 minutes ago. Uh, saw your post with uh, Russell Customs where you're trying out one of the guns, and I said, um, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, uh, I saw your Instagram and I hit you up. I was like, hey, we should do a podcast sometime. And you were like, I'll do it right now. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, all right, let's do it, brother. Absolutely. That's uh, cool. Oh, I'm so excited. So uh, introduce yourself, man. What's uh, what's your name, your call sign, whatever, however you want to. Yeah, uh, my name is Matthew Bando. I'm the owner of Bondo International. Uh, a lot of people know me as just Bondo, Bondo the Don, the Godfather. Uh, you know, 13 teams in seven countries now, and so a lot of people. Whoa! Uh, nice. Oh yeah. So I think right now, because Sweden's about to open up one, so we have Sweden, Japan, Mexico, Canada, Germany. United States, and then uh, 13 teams spread across that, potentially 14 in a couple weeks, but there's a process. There's a process to it. That is crazy. Okay, so yeah. how, did, how? where did this all begin for you? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually really cool because we get okay. to go into the Texas lore now. So nice. in terms of like dramatic, historic events happening, Outside of California, Texas, I'd say, is number two. So sure, the airsoft scene in Texas for a very long time was territorial. It was this team plays at this field. That's their field. You don't really? go there unless you ask permission. You don't mess with anyone. None of that. You know, it's, it's street cred. It's just wow. you live by the street code. Okay. And so, funny enough, I played a couple years in paintball. Uh, I had great success with that. I won World Cup. And I won a slew of other events uh, where I got introduced to violence. And they'll come in at the end of the story. Just a footnote. Um, so after all that, paintball got extremely expensive. And not only that, but things were adding up on the drama side of it as well. The politics between companies mm. and sponsorships and such. And uh, I was just like, man, this is not, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be associated with this. And so what, yeah, what, a, that's a common thing. What, what is the, um, I, I'm trying to guess here, 
I don't yeah. know, but what is no, the drama whatever with, I can explain. Yeah, what is the drama with uh, when these companies uh, try to sponsor players, right? Mm-hmm. Is it does the drama come from the players or the companies? Like, are they getting everyone the companies it comes from really? Because I mean, Cause I, well, I can even explain some examples for you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, paintball is not big. Airsoft is not big. You know, right. we're a very yeah. small community. And so these money deals don't happen unless you're all the way at the top. Right. And I'm telling you right now, you put money in front of a paintballer's face or an airsofter's face, it'll change their whole personality. I, mm. I've i seen it plenty of times. Sure. And yeah. so things that will happen is I'll explain something that actually happened the other day, which is like absolutely insane. Um, Vulcan. We all know Vulcan. They make yeah. the entry-level rifles, BBs that we shoot. Oh, they yeah. just do everything. Well, they're also that same way in paintball. They have a very big grasp on the beginner uh, margin of paintballers. Yeah. But they had enough of being the beginner brand, the oh, okay. you know lower-tier brand. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they put out a post calling out every single pro team. And they're like, all right, Dynasty. We'll give you 125000 just to put our logo on your jersey. We'll pay this other team hundred k. We'll pay this other team eighty k. They laid out a whole line of team names and how much cash they'd give them if Whoa. they just put the logo on their jersey. That's crazy. That is just one example. And I'll, I'll, I'll even do you better and give you one more. So everyone in Pampal and Airsoft, we all know each other. We all have each other's phone numbers. We yeah. Create- FaceTime each other, see how the kids are doing. That's very normal. Mm-hmm. And so the other day, a team went to a practice, and one of them was seen wearing a mask that was not their sponsors. Uh, let me let me mix up the companies here so I don't directly give it away. But uh, let's say the guy was wearing a dye mask. Yeah. And he was sponsored by uh, Push. Let's just say Push. Okay. The dye company, and I say dye metaphorically, it was not dye. Sure. Did it. Yeah, yeah. They took pictures of him playing and made a full on announcement that that pro team was going into 2024 fully sponsored and was changing all of their gear. Oh, God. So now you just kind of oh, took the pan God. out of a grenade, threw it in a room, and closed the door. <laughs> oh, my God. So now the team's freaking out. The Thanks, social media. Out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they tried to use this as, oh, we heard your announcement. So you ought to go ahead and sign the contracts. I mean, that's how crazy this stuff can get. Okay. So that, that, that part makes sense right there. That one you just said, that makes a lot of sense. I could see how a company, you know, if they abuse that kind of – that thing right there like so now the the player is is caught in the middle he's like geez bro i'm like i just threw the mask on didn't think about it and went on the field like it's whatever right i left my mask mask at home okay um that i don't know man that's kind of that is messed up that is one instance out of hundreds i've seen okay see that this this is why i asked because Mm -hmm. in my mind what i'm thinking is okay if i'm a company I want to sponsor, like, if I want to sponsor some people and get my name out there, mm-hmm. why would I care who I'm sponsoring? Just go ahead. Let's go. Unless, you know, they're saying some 
nasty shit about you online. Right, 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 you know, right. But, of course. Yeah, but it's uh, but yeah, like this player on this team, this player on this team, this player or whatever. Like, who cares? So right. I'm, I was thinking real small because I don't know mm-hmm. what I don't know. So, uh, yeah, that man, crazy. That just kind of ruins the whole fun of it. <laughs> crazy, Jeez. and I mean. It, if I was to transfer it over to Airsoft, something I see a lot of companies doing is they will they will release a product that everyone wants, right? Like, I'm trying to find an example here. Don't don't give one away that's not out yet. That's right. I cannot. <laughs> I said that before the podcast started. Let's say that a company made a 500 round mid cap magazine. Okay. They sell these things for 75 bucks because they know everyone and their mom wants them. But in the back, they have a prototype that holds 1,000 rounds. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they go, okay, we're going to sell these mags at 500 rounds. We're going to sell them for three months at a premium. Then we're going to stop selling them. We're going to stop selling the parts for them. And we're going to introduce our thousand round mags, so everyone has to sell their five hundred round mags and get the thousand mm-hmm. rounds. Yeah, that is a rinse and repeat method I see in airsoft and paintball, and I I have fun on social media twenty with those <laughs> people. I, I just, would I would have to say that's probably a standard uh, practice for a lot of companies with a lot of different products. And, and I mean, you, that is yeah. You go into the comments right. And then people are like, why didn't you do this in the first place? Like, they're literally calling them out in their comment section. They're yeah. like, you realize how scummy this is? <laughs> but you have to buy it. I mean, so- okay, so there are instances where that's a legitimate thing, though. Like, it's a real, oh, like, okay, New all right, we, we put out this 500-round mag, you know, since we're talking about that, let's say, and uh, we really, we put all this R&D into making it just right, right? It, it's like... It feeds perfect to the last BB, right? Exactly. Uh, and, and so, and, and even the first, you know, 30 BBs aren't pushing in, you know, double feeding, you know, the spring is just right or right. whatever it is. And we're working so they know what they're doing. So they can release this now. They're still working on the thousand round one to get that spring tension just right, whatever the, yep. the obstacle is. So it could be a real thing that it's, you know, that it, it did come out six months later uh, because they weren't ready for it yet. Right. But, yeah. or they could have, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah. hold this back and they're exactly. going to create the, the demand for the supply. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So that's what I, that's what drew me away from paintball. That's okay. what I was okay. like, dude, this is so childish. This is yeah. like hanging out in a middle school cafeteria. I don't want to do this. So then I go back home and I get the itch. Just yeah. like everyone does, you never leave this sport, man. Even if you do, you're still following people. You're still checking up on your homies. Uh huh. So I go out and play, and my homie is like, hey, I've started playing airsoft recently, and I, I think you might find it really cool. And of course, me, being a paintballer, had the biggest bias in the world. Did I you? thought it was okay. the dumbest, silliest, yeah. you know, oh my goodness, you know. So I what, was your, what was your hesitation or what was your, uh, like in the paintball world, what, what, yeah. what is the, uh, 
what's the negative about airsoft? Like, what's the thing you snub your nose at? Is it the oh they they don't even they don't call their hits because there's no you can't exactly. see that you hit. Is that it? Okay. So I'm a cha- I'm a changed man now. I love airsoft, <laughs> big airsoft guy. Yeah. But uh, I'll explain some of my false pretenses I had. So the first thing was uh, this was during the height of like freakout videos and dumb videos and stuff. I was like, that is terrible. Like that is horrible. Oh my God, the airsoft ones where they're right, right, where each other and exactly. Okay. Like I was like, I never want to be a part of that. It seems so immature. <laughs> and I, I would, uh, I'd see the airsofters that go to the field, right, and they'd be in like furry costumes and everything, and I'd be yep. like, oh my god, and just like facepalm immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, like, okay, you got two choices in airsoft. You can. Uh, you know, role play, uh, or you know, LARP and cosplay, right. or you can play with the fifteen-year-old that's gonna get pissed and turn his, you know, pick his gun up by the barrel and try to hit you like a bat. Okay, exactly. No. Mm. exactly. Okay. And so, uh, funny enough, my first entry into airsoft was Milsim, specifically Milsim West. That was no way. First, that was the first ever airsoft event I went to. Whoa life-changing life talking about jumping in with man if i can give any of the viewers right now that are involved in milsim you have to go to milsim west at least once at least once you have to it's just you will never look at airsoft the same it is so cool the people there are so awesome and people are just as invested into the gear into history of combat and technology war and such like you will click with someone at Milsom West. You yeah. will have fun. And well, so, aren't there events like you? You've they're really strict about you have to have the right extremely, gear anyway. Extremely. So like more so than than other uh, Milsim hosts or whatever, right? So they're like I, I would say five times more. Yeah, harsh. Uh-huh. Extremely. Now, That's what I, intrigued me when I first heard about them. Right. Was that was hearing about that, and I saw some videos on there about. Uh, at the beginning, you know, where they're doing the checklist. I think the yep. uh, famous video, whatever, was like um, the dad and his son. His son forgot his socks or something or the right kind of socks. And I was like, right. oh, this is like really – I was talking to my boys about it when I saw it. I was like, okay, if you all want to do like a three-day pretend being in the military for three days, this is what you mm-hmm. got to do right here. Uh, they were like, no, 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 we're not ready for that yet. So, <laughs> Well, so that's where I do want to come in and say this as well. There's two things I want to assert. One, the gear checklist is not that hard to complete. It's not. You just no, have to do your research. Yeah. You just have to do your research. That's all I've it looked takes. at their posts on, uh, you know, for their events. Right. And like, dude, this, it's easy follow list. Okay. Extremely. It's Don't it's forget. Laid out right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing, as far as being like, I'm not ready for that. I'm telling you right now. If you. Pack your rucksack and you just go, you just go on a one mile walk, walk, a one mile walk. Do that maybe once every two or three days. You will be more than fine. Okay. You will, because that's the, that's the heaviest part about Milsom West is the very beginning when you have to rock to your fob. Mm -hmm. A lot of people drop during that time, but it's the people that did not prepare for that. Mm. Now, I'm going to kind of be an enemy of the state here saying this. 
It is not that bad whatsoever. I'm 22 years old, 115 pounds. 115? I am 115 pounds at 22 years old. <laughs> okay. At 5'10". Yeah. I am telling you, it was a breeze rucking yeah. uphill with a 75-pound rucksack and an LMG slung around my shoulders in front of me. You got some strong legs. Okay. I, <laughs> now, <laughs> I will say, it's not that I wasn't out of breath or anything like that. Sure. But it's one foot in front of the other. You're in a line of dudes. You're looking for the fucking enemy. The game starts the first step you take. Mm-hmm. But that's the fun about Milson West. That's what I liked about it when I heard about it was the uh, when it starts, it does not stop until no. the very end. And the only time there's emergency is someone's injured, something's on fire, or the cops showed up. That's it. <laughs> That's the only three times the game stopped. Awesome. And so that's what I did for a very long time. I was actually with a team called Rushing Russians the Pod, based out of Texas. The massive, massive team. Uh, what is it now? Rushing Russians? Rushing Russians is the entire organization of the Russian faction of Milson West. Oh, okay. Now, it's not the entire faction. Yeah. It's the people that work hard enough to prove that they can play the part, they can look the part, and they work out to the part. These are people mm. that learn Russian callouts. These are people that work out on a regular what? basis with their team. Yeah, you Oh yeah. Learning Russian callouts for you and your squad. Oh my god, that's awesome. It's that's so like what full makes immersion, bro. So amazing. Full oh, immersion. The deepest you can get. Okay. I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the most like cinematic airsoft experiences I ever had was waking up on a mountainside in Tennessee. At 6 a.m. in the morning, overlooking a cliff over a lake, to my commander saying, Get the fuck up, we're surrounded. <laughs> oh my that God. was one of the best experiences I All ever right. You go from waking up in your sleeping bag, adjusting your iPro, to full on, you know, Captain Price on your feet, soldier, we're leaving oh, type sh shit. Yeah. And you know, that's what makes Milson West what it is, mm -hmm. is we look the part. Okay, cool. How do we maneuver our squads in the part? What would they do in an L shape? How do we make these lateral movements? That's, that's the beauty of Milson West. Because you can tell someone who's seasoned and someone who's new. Now, obviously, you want to teach the new guys about that stuff, about posting security on doors and open areas. Yeah. But I... Man, that's why That's why. whenever I said in the beginning, I was like, you guys have to go to Muslim West at least once. At least once. I don't care what side. Just go once. I, Man, if I still had the time for that. But, <laughs> yeah, I... That sounds amazing. I, um, so, you know, I've, I've heard of, obviously, I've heard of Milson West. I haven't been to one. <laughs> uh, I've talked to a lot of people that have been to um, the events. Um, and, and on... Any either side, every side, whatever, like people that had issues with Milson West, people that loved it, you know what I mean? Right. Like all kind of and all in between. So, um, and I'm in the middle because I'm like, I'm really unbiased, mm -hmm. uh, because I'm not, you know, I haven't been involved in either one. So, um, 
the only one uh, Milson that I've been to is hosted by uh, Third Coast Airsoft. And uh, yeah, so that's what was most of the ones that my boys went to were the Third Coast ones because it's fairly close at GTI here in South Carolina. You know, it's like nice. two and a half hour drive. So they went to that most of the time. And um, but anyway, but I've heard about all of these different events because I've talked to so many people with, you know, Lion Claws and American Milsim and Milsim West and of course Third Coast. But I, uh, this, when I start first started hearing about Milsim West, it was, I was so intrigued because I thought, what a cool idea where you are, it, it's full immersion. Like you're, you're oh, start, yeah. right? And then once you start, you don't end until it's actually done. So right. it's like a mock war for that time. So I think after the, the, uh, you know, five, 10, 15 hours, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I really feel like I'm in the shit, you know, like, oh, I'm 100%. Here. I'm here. No, there's times you're sitting along a road at two o'clock in the morning, chain smoking cigarettes under your <laughs> glove so that people don't see the glow. And you're waiting for a motherfucker, dude. Mm. You're waiting for someone to come down that road. You're talking to your squad over comms. You're making sure everyone's in check. Everyone's all good. You're doing watches all night. Oh my god, the watches. Oh, that's 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 what in Milson West they call it the suck. Yeah, right? yeah. The suck is when you got to watch. The suck is when you are in downpouring rain, full gear, mid fight. The suck is when oh, you're on your ninth ready to eat meal. And that's that's the fun. That's yeah. the best part about it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to tell my boys because they, uh, they've they been out of Airsoft for, I don't know, a year and a half. I think it's been, mm-hmm. you know, a while since they played. They all got busy and that kind of thing. But it's uh, – I know they would love that because they were starting to get a little burned out with kind of the same repetition of events, you know. And um, they still had fun, but it was um, – when they, when they have those breaks, and these are you know I love the diversity that that uh, Airsoft has like Milsims have like all Extremely. these different you yeah. know like Third Coast uh, American Milsim and then Lion Claws they have all these different kind of styles, mm-hmm. but um, I think the uh, like when they would go play and it would start they were excited and then there was like two and a half hours I think and then there was a break and after yeah. the break it's like. A lot. They lost a lot of people after the first break on Saturday, oh, and I feel yeah. like if you could just, you know, if you were there for the whole, okay, at least even just all day from right. eight until eight at night, whatever, you know, yeah, nonstop. They'd feel more like, okay, we're ready to do this. But I don't know. It's it was awesome. I love. I haven't been in two years just because I've been so busy yeah. with uh, speed TV and Speed's everything, off, but. Yeah. Yeah, but man, I miss that with all my heart. It, okay, so, so how, how did you get into her? How did you find out about Milsim West? Like, okay, you just find out about, or not find out the, about, but the you group just I decide. Joined. Okay. Yeah, so the, the team that picked me up and everything, that was yeah. their main focus. They were like, every other event, fuck no. We go to Milsim West. Like, okay. they were like, if we don't win Milsim West, that car ride home is silent. Like they oh, were so. Oh, they're all in, baby. It. Okay. Well, we were just so competitive because we were like, dude, 
we're the only we're the best chapter in Texas. Yeah. We carry Texas on our shoulders. Like we have to be we have oh, to I be one that. of the best. Pride. Yeah, man. And I mean we went from we went from little PVS fourteens to like ten K katanas, dual white foss <laughs> with infrared scopes. Good so God. we could pick up heat signatures in the rain. Oh like, my God. oh, there was no limit to how far we went. I mean, we we were talking about getting a van, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. So we could drive around and sh- fucking shoot people out the side. Uh-huh. Like, and that's the cool part about Milson West, man, is you go there and you see, uh, you see some of the crazy stuff. My dream gun is a Polar Star Jack chopped RPD. It is possible with a lot of lathe work and a lot of machining. But I saw that gun and Sean Prozen saw that gun. And we were like, someday. Someday, man. <laughs> you know, like it just it has to happen. Yeah. Um But yeah, I was I, I was with them for a really long time. But uh funny enough Went to a Milson West, had a lot of fun. I was doing World War II stuff as well. I was doing uh Jaeger stuff. Uh so they were the they were the Nazi equivalent of Airborne. And uh that was so much fun, man. World so War II. You were doing stuff, you were doing airsoft events or like reenactments? Yeah. Okay. Uh not I wouldn't call them reenactments, but yeah. they were airsoft events around World War Two. Um right. And man, I went just as deep in that. I needed authentic or one of one replicas of stuff, and I, I have ate canned meat from nineteen ninety something. I have rolled cigarettes before. I funny, <laughs> funny enough, I even have the chocolates that they sold back in nineteen forty two that they gave to the soldiers. Yeah, so this is called Chaka Cola. It's Heavily, 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 heavily caffeinated chocolate. That's crazy. Like you eat two of these, you're wired. you're crashing. One gets you wired. <laughs> so yeah, you you open it up right here. You got yeah. all these little triangles. One of those, That's and you're wired. That's why they have the waves in them, so you can kind of break it off if you're oh, like wow. a real lightweight. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. And so I mean, I went as far as to. One day I was bored and I was like, man, how do I carry my beef jerky? Like, <laughs> what did they do? Looked it up online. Turns out a lot of Nazi soldiers cut off a fucking piece of their bed sheet and just tied a rope around it. And that's how they held their bread and beef jerky because they were going to eat it within 12 hours. Right. So my ass gets on eBay and looks up 1939 Nazi German issued bed sheet. order it i take it to jack brown cleaners and i'm like listen this is a bed sheet from almost 100 years ago there's probably blood and a lot of other substances on i need this the cleanest you can get it they sent that shit to go get oxide bombed so that (laughs) you know all the molecules you know were just plain oxygen yeah so it was like sanitized to the farthest you can get, like right. with lasers and shit. Cut it up, got a piece of rope. On the way to the op, I'm stopping by Walmart. 
Get a French loaf of bread, bag of beef jerky, dump it all in, tie it up in the rucksack. Whoa. That's how deep the, like, it has to be one of one. Yeah. With my group was. Right. And every time I've done a kit, it's always been that. It's always been, it has to be, if it's not one of one, I'm not going to this event, I'm going to the next one. This sounds amazing. I mean, this honestly, it sounds like uh, this kind of puts like a new, I don't know, excitement uh, into it, even just for me hearing it, because, um, man, that's crazy. It, I, I don't know. It, it kind of it gives you this purpose, because I think a lot of guys, once they go to their first meal sim, okay, all right, I'm good. I'm, I've got my camis. I've got my right. you know, gear uh, set up for the next one, and they put it in tote. Right, that's what my boys did. They stick it in a tote, yep, and um, and then wait for the next one, and then they don't have to prep for right. the next one. They all they got to do is buy the ticket and then get their stuff out and go. And I think that, and when they they did that, you know, probably nine or ten times. So mm-hmm. they really rarely had to buy or get into other kind of gear or equipment to uh, go to the next one. So it kind of got stale. I think it got stale for them because of that. Mm-hmm. Now that's I'm, them, but you know, still, I think if you go, if you sign up for an event that's like what you're talking about, and you want to get that far into it, oh, that sounds true. awesome. Like when you go to the staging area, yeah, specifically at a World War II event, you can tell who knows their stuff by the badges they have, the uh, patches on mm. their uniform and stuff, like. So it's funny enough, in the World War II community, there's a whole system on what patches you're allowed to wear and what you're not allowed to wear. Really? So when you go to your first op, you are scum. Like, you are a private, single patch right there, and it clearly shows that you are new to this. That's awesome. Now, for the guys that go, who've been going to this for like 10, 15 years, oh, they look like General Patton. Oh, I'm sure. Up there, you know? But it's yeah. because they've gone to so many events and they've yeah, they learned, learned so it. much. They mm-hmm. earn that shit. But uh, yeah. as far as like going really deep to get that one of one look, I view it a lot differently than other people because of it doesn't matter what side of war that your politics lay on. It's extremely it, pinnacally important. To pay respects to those people. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to be going out there looking like a dumbass, you know? <laughs> right. You want to represent them and what they fought for, no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you don't believe in the horrendous things that they did to humanity and society, of course. Right, of course. But you're paying respects to the fallen soldiers, mm-hmm. the soldiers who lived, and the civilians and all those people. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and that's well, why that's I am so critical on it. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I'm not going to judge other people, right? How can you criticize a 15 year old just trying to get into this stuff? Yeah, you I mean, can't. they're having fun and they're they're getting into it. They're not. They're if they look out of place or there's something's out of place on the uniform, they're it's not a doing kid, it on purpose. Man. He yeah, can't work a full time job like us. Yeah, and I know so, you start rattling off like nods and uh, all this uniform. I'm like uh, five grand. 10 yeah. grand. Oh yeah. 15 grand. <laughs> and you're not far off. You're not uh-huh. far off at all. And so, you know, it's, Im- it's important to have that. 
yeah. peace in your mind, but it's also important to be fucking realistic. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, everyone knows the saying, this is toy guns, buddy. This is airsoft. Yeah. It's not that big at all. Right. But uh, I did that for a long time, man. I did that for about a year. Do you have uh, any, I was just, I was scrolling through your Instagram. And, yeah. um, do you have anything posted about uh, with those like kits or whatever, the World War II stuff? I have pictures on my old phone. Oh, okay. You never really put them up? I did, but I decided to remove them. Um, Specifically the Nazi one, just because a lot of people just assume the wrong things. Well, I guess, yeah, if you have one Instagram for your Airsoft and and you're into Speedsoft, it would be confusing to see all this other... Yeah, all this other stuff, yep. Um, But... I did that for about a year and I got bored one day and I was like, I'm actually, I kind of missed my paintball get up. I think I'm going to go play my paintball gear. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine going from cry pants, you know, yeah. JPC with boots yeah. and a flux helmet and everything. Yeah. Next weekend, Matt shows up in high top cleats, paintball joggers, and a jersey that is two sizes too big. <laughs> I actually wore a paintball pod pack and just shoved my mags in where pod pods go. No way. Oh, yeah. it's well, <laughs> awesome. My teammates still do that like to this day. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went cool. and played. Mm-hmm. And it was the most fun. I had ever had because I was able to slide. I was able to run uh, fast. I was making like game, you know, this is back when I played wreck. I was making like game changing moves mm. and stuff. And so I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to keep doing this. I, I like this. I'm going to keep doing this for fun. So this is where we transition to the start of Bondo. You're, you're going to find this hilarious as a joke. I was stupid drunk at a water burger at three. How dare you? Exactly. (laughs) Like the prime spot for it, you know? And I'm hanging out with the rushing Russian guys, you know, my Russian homies. Uh, And I, I just draw a monkey on a napkin with a little helmet and an AK. Nice. And I just write Zapod with like a backwards uh, P and stuff Mm. like Calvin and Hobbes looking. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make these stickers. Ha, ha, ha. So I text my friend to make stickers about it. I posted all my story. I'm like, hey, man, got these pod stickers just to support us. Thank you, guys. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning. I charge people 10 bucks a sticker, and I had 10 stickers. And I had 1000 bucks in my PayPal. What? I had to refund 90 people. That tried oh, you got that me. many orders overnight? Yes. yes. I thought no one was going to buy them. But everyone yeah. thought it was the shit. Everyone was like, that is hilarious. I want to buy that. <laughs> what? So I'm like, okay, well, you guys want a lot. So I guess I'll do another run. Yeah. So I do another run. I make 100 stickers this time. Same thing. Three, two, one, go. Go to bed. Well, then I got a phone call. And through all the payments i get this like fucking massive amount of money and i pick up the phone and it's my friend cody 
the owner of the Russian team. Yeah. He goes, hey, man, I kind of just sent you the money for all of them. Can I buy all 100 of them? And I was like, Cody, if, oh my God. if, if the money's there right now, yes. Sure enough, check my PayPal. Yep, it's all there. So I was like, all right. Post on my story a picture of my ceiling. I'm like, guys, they're all sold out. One guy bought them. I'm not saying who said you don't raid his house. Went to bed. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. So that got a lot of traction on my social media. Of course. And people saw the videos I was posting of me playing Airsoft and stuff. And they saw that, you know, I was good at playing rec with how amazing and high of an honor that is. Quotation marks. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, okay, well, everyone calls me Bondo. Wait, oh, okay. Can we take a side note really quick? Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna settle this now on the podcast. I have seen you guys get in physically violent arguments over is is Bondo's last name Bondo or Bando? I am here to set the record. It is Bando. Bondo is not my last name. I'm sorry if I crushed so many of y'all's dreams. Bando is my last name. But it is a moniker of Bondo. So Bondo stems from Bando. And it's because uh, I'm really big into Wu-Tang and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So are the violence guys. So we always say word is Bond when we dab with each other and everything. Right. Oh, yeah. Word is Bond is just saying you live by your word. You'll never disrespect your homie. You know, you're Absolutely. there for him. Mm-hmm. So called me bondo and so i was like okay well people call me bondo so Mm -hmm. i guess i'll just make something called bondo right so i go online i look at logos and i'm seeing all this cool stuff you know blood splatter techno all this stuff and everything and i guess what really sat with me was like 60s and 70s vintage advertisements of just that classic Mm. you know kind of style so yeah. you know, sent it over to my guy. He made it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to need stickers. And it was the same thing all over again. Every time I made stickers, they'd sell out within minutes. Oh, my God. And so I started making T-shirts. Yeah. Now, originally in the beginning, it was me and then two other players at my field really liked what I was doing. That was Avram and Casa. So we were like, should we make a team like as a joke? Because this goes back to like Texas being a territorial thing. Uh We thought all the teams were a big joke. We were like, dude, no one runs the field. The manager runs the field. Like, bro, don't be so serious. It's okay. Exactly. Uh We're like, dude, this isn't a gang. (laughs) So we were like, why don't we make a team as a joke? Yeah. And just, like, do the most dumb shit on the field. But, like, talk all this game like we're the best, but, like, shoot yeah. our guns backwards. And shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I got you. Yep. And yep. so, uh, you know, made Bond of the team. And funny enough, the big, big, big boom was I ordered a Speed QB sweatshirt. Okay. Because I was an angsty little speed softer, you know. I was an angry little elf. And uh, came in the mail, wore it, took my girlfriend on a date, threw it in the dryer. I come back the next day, and there's vinyl Speed QB cutouts melted into the side of my dryer. And the sweatshirt is blank. 
So I was like, oh, okay. Fuck this. I'm going to make something better. They just use cheap vinyl. So back in the day, Speakeby used to be known for making terrible quality gear. Okay. Like stuff that would tear within like two or three uses. Oh, gotcha. Keyword used to. They don't do that anymore. Right. Um, (laughs) But I was like so disappointed by that. I just ordered this $35 sweatshirt from Los Angeles. And it fell apart. And the shit literally melted off. Gone. Blank. That's terrible. Okay. So I. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. You say terrible. Pick it up. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make something better than this. Yeah. Shit's dumb. I hate this. I call my local screen printing company and uh, I ask them. I asked them if they can make me sweatshirts with stuff on the front and back. And they said, absolutely. So I made these. These were the first ever Bondo jerseys. Super simple. Yep. You know, nothing on them. And what's on the sleeves? uh, Nothing's on the sleeves. Oh, what's on the side then, I guess? Oh, that that was was, uh, the screen printing company. That's them right there. Yeah. Okay. Miguel from Mr. Three Graphics. Shout out, Miguel. Um, but most importantly, he put these massive patch things on the side. Nice. So you could sport your patches when you played. So we made these, and they were such a fucking hit. Yeah. At they my cool. field and just kind of around the U.S. And so uh, I want to say I wore this jersey every weekend for a solid two years. What? To this day. Yeah. No cracking at all. That's crazy. No, none of that. We, I think we put four layers of ink on these. Because That's insane. I was so motivated from this BQB sweat. I was like, no, these aren't going to crack. These aren't going right. to come off. You can yep. slide in them. It's okay. And so, um, I funny if you have my Instagram pulled up, you can probably see all yeah. the posts from the very beginning of it. And, yeah, uh, so I went down to the very beginning to see if. Yeah, like the photo of the like my car loaded up to the brim with all those jerseys. Those were all the people that bought them. I was going to the post office that day. That's crazy. Okay, like the entire back of my, I cannot see out my my rearview mirror. <laughs> because I haven't seen I that picture so yet. I haven't scrolled up far enough to see it, but um and so after we did that, we were like, well damn, we gotta go show them off. We gotta go promote it. Right. So funny enough, there was this team 
in Houston that was just talking trash on social media. This is back yeah. when I was a teenager and I was stupid. Um, <laughs> so we were like, okay, let's go do what no one would do and show up to their doorstep at their field. So we didn't tell anyone anything. We just booked the hotel, signed our waivers on the way there. Like, no one knew we were coming. Oh, the moment we walked through the door, the whole staff is just, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> like, they're going to the back. And literally, the dudes that were, like, talking to us were like, oh, hell no. I was walking through, you know, sup, you know. We're walking in all smug, set down our stuff. We start getting ready, and they're just making the craziest threats ever. They're like, y'all need to pack your shit. Go the fuck home. Fuck you guys and everything. What? And we're like, no, we're here to ball. Y'all right. think you're better than us. Let's see it. So we show up to their home field. And we're running laps on these fools. <laughs> I'm I sure. Mean, they are, they are not making how it, goes. it. They're not making it 50 feet out of their spawn. Oh, my God. I mean, we are just curb stomping them game after game after game after game. We finish up. We head home. No trash talk on our parts. No, none of that. Did they, uh, were they getting frustrated? They started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know. I mean, they started... had to be pissed. Oh, furious. Furious. And so after that, we have a three and a half hour drive home. And that was, that was kind of like one of the most monumental moments in Bondo history. We call it the Houston incident because. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. On this drive home, we laid out the entire foundation of Bondo. Okay. What we what we uphold, what we stand for and everything. So gotcha. we're on this drive, and I'm like, man, Bondo has to be community-focused. Mm. We have to focus on the community because no one else is. Yeah. Everyone else is, you know, making fun of these rentals and yeah, not giving them a home or anything. Clickish. They're, they're creating Extremely. a click. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's like, so, uh, yeah, we just, I was like, no, we have to do that. And this was all a vote. I wasn't saying what was happening. We were all conversing mm-hmm. and talking about strategies and everything. Right. So the number one rule at Bondo is to uphold the community. We have mm. to uphold the community. Mm-hmm. Now we're definitely not pushovers. And like, we made that clear. Well, no. past, but yeah. I've seen prime example, Kobe Johnson. He came to the field at 11 years old and we have videos of him just getting bodied on the field as a rental and a rental mask and a rental gun. We asked him to stick around. We helped him get gear. And now the kids playing for one of the most prestigious paintball teams in the world at the best field in the world that you can't just walk into you they got to know you have to be invited to go play wow in. this kid oh my god he whenever we talk now cuz he doesn't play with us anymore he's way too busy traveling the world playing I'm sure. yeah but every time we see him him and his dad are always like you guys taught him everything like you oh, guys raised awesome. him up and everything. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about. And so that's why that's the very first thing over at Bondo is, I mean, shit, you have no reason to be disrespectful to anyone unless they give you a reason. Yeah. 
So why do that? That's, that's life lesson, bro. That's life exactly. lesson you're teaching. Yeah, it's good. And so we laid that out. Second thing we laid out. We're good, but we're not the best. Right. We have to strive to be the best. Like imagine the day we're regarded as worldwide champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're champions of the South right now. So what? Anyone's good at rec. Anyone is good at recreational airsoft. Yeah. It's not that hard. You know what is hard? Mercy ruling teams in speed QB. <laughs> and so we were like, no, we have to strive. We have to try. There mm-hmm. is no stagnation. There's no, oh, we're okay with this. No, we have to keep pushing farther and farther and farther. Well, that's when shit gets boring, man. It really does. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I've seen this a million times, guys. Mm-hmm. And so that's when teams, when you get like that, when, when, when things slow down, when, when things get boring, when there's no uh, purpose and, and like a, a difficult goal, right? Right. Like something you really have to work towards as, mm-hmm. as a team. When they when that shit slows down and it's boring, like boredom causes all kind of chaos, man, because it breeds this uh, contentment. Like everyone starts nitpicking at each other, finger pointing, and teams fall apart, relationships fall apart, and then the whole thing just goes away within a matter of a couple months, and you're going, "What? What just happened?" Oh yeah, like it's this is a this is what they yeah. you know one of the things that they teach in the military with uh, team building stuff. Uh, you know, civilian call it team building, military they're like, uh, you know, stay on point or whatever. It, this yep. is you got to keep your your troops. You know, you you don't keep them in line by yelling at them. No, about their no. boots not being shined or whatever. It's you got to have you got to put that goal and that mission out there to keep them, you know, focused on that instead right. of because, dude, that's how we are as humans. If we're stagnant, if we're bored, we're gonna start looking around like, who can I mess with? Like, we want to start some shit, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. And I mean that drive well, good home, for you guys, man, for real. That laid out Bondo what it is today. We have not strayed nowhere from our roots we've stuck by the same goal the whole time that's awesome and so we just started going field to field man just new territory new faces start going more and more and so finally in april of 2023 uh there was a speed qb tournament being hosted in san antonio we were the very first team to sign up and we we knew we had to try we had to try our best. Now, we we didn't think we were going to win. We really didn't think we were going to win. Uh, the teams we were going against had a speed field to practice on that was regulation size and such. Gotcha. We had a paintball field of plastic tubes that was almost four times the size. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, so nothing even close to... No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah. So sure enough, you know, we practice weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. And we go down there. We get a hotel room. And we're like, all right, let's do or die. Like, is, are we going to be the best in Texas? Like, it's up to us now. We get up to that first game shivering in our basketball shoes. We are terrified, <laughs> mortified. We have no idea what's coming against us. Yeah. Like we know we're good players, but 
Good shots don't win in SpeakyB. Playing the game wins in SpeakyB because it's point-based, not kill-based. And so mm. we mercy ruled the team the first game. Wow. Not even playing the meta. Not yeah. even playing the meta. We were just killing people, get the flag to the wall. Yeah. Which is not what you want to do at all. You want to get the flag within the first 60 seconds because that's extra points. Mm. You want to hang the flag with other teams alive so that you get extra points. Oh, you want right. to get penalties on the other team so that you get extra points. We had no idea what we were doing whatsoever. Just kill them, put the flag on the wall. That was the game plan. Yeah. We mercy rule the first team. But when we get back into the pit, we're not excited. We're like, okay, that was good. Next game. Let's talk about it. Like, I didn't see a spark of, oh, yeah, we did it, guys. Great job. High fives. It was... It was so stoic after yeah. that game. It was like, cool. Next Fo- up. Focus. Yeah. Mercy rule the second team. Damn. Mercy rule the third team. What? Mercy rule the fourth team. Come on. The fifth team was a team no one thought would win the event. They were always seen as like the runts of Texas. In a very desperate do or die scenario. Within the last 20 seconds of the first round, I had to run up the middle, jump over a bunker, grab the flag in between my legs, go from mid-air jump to a dolphin dive into a bunker that a person was on the other side and two people on my left and on my right looking right at me. And I was able to clutch it up, jump over the bunker, and killed the dude that was in the bunker with me and leaped for the flag, hanging it within one second of the buzzer, giving us enough bonus points to win the game by five points. That's crazy, bro. But we mercy ruled the sixth and seventeenth. So God. So finally This is crazy. We get to grand finals. Yeah. And we're going up against one of the teams we had mercy ruled. Now, they looked great. After that game that we mercy ruled them, they were playing awesome. Their communication was good. Their shots were dialed in. They were ready to kill. Um, But, man, I, I think the nerves just got to them. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, on the fourth round, we shot three people within the first three seconds. Just wow. off break. Then it was just clean up, hang the flag. So we won the very first Texas PQB event. And I dude, I was I, I was so emotional after that. I, we I'm had sure. no idea we were gonna win. No idea. Um it was great, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Just went home and we got ready for the next one. And that's when a lot of people were like, eh, it's Texas. It's whatever. You know? So comes the second PQB event. This is when the world kind of turns up the heat on Texas. We get some out-of-state teams coming in. SYG. Ooh. Elite. Okay. HSA. Oh, yeah. Three of the top five Shout teams. Shout out Houdini. And, yeah. Yeah, big time. Love those guys. Mm-hmm. I 
I'm so close with the SYG Elite and HSA guys. Love them with all my heart. Nice. Um, so they come. And we get put in the same bracket as the team we beat at the first event. And SYG. So first game is LSA. Curb stomp them. Mercy rule. Second game is versus SYG. We lose to SYG by 10 points. Mm. The best way I can put that is we miss the touchdown by one yard. That's the yep. best way I can compare it to. Right, right. Yeah, because 10 points, yeah. It's, That's it's a close. single body it's a alive. close game, right. Literally, if one of our guys would have been alive, we would have won. But that's how close high-caliber teams get. And so, second game versus SYG again. We lose by five points. Oh, my god! Even worse on us. They're probably like, what the heck? Who are these people? Exactly. <laughs> right? Where did they come from? And so, then we get another LSA game, another mercy rule. So... We go up against HSA. We barely win against them. Barely. By the like tip of our teeth. So our next game is versus SYG. And we lose by 10 points again. Oh, okay. Our second game, because it was WLM, was versus Elite. And Elite smoked us. I mean, mm. trampled over us. Which... I mean, it's elite airsoft. Yeah, it's, it makes sense. Yep. So after that, you know, we were like, listen, third's good. It's a podium. It's a belt and it's cash in our pockets. It's okay. Yeah. But this is what it is. This Texas shit, this is nothing. What we played, what we lost against today, that's speed QB. Right. That's what we need to be in. Exactly. Well, it gives you something to work towards as well. Exactly. So we had a whole nother just wave of like determination and motivation. We were like, no, we can be that man. Like we can do that. And so funny enough, after that event, the next event was the world championship in California. The team's first time traveling out of state. Hmm. So when I was in, Texas, during yeah. that event, I met one of the SYG guys, DJ. We're going to go back to that footnote about violence. Throughout my paintball and airsoft career, uh, violence, specifically Paul, and I know you're listening to this, Paul, has been probably the most loyal figure in my career. Wow. He has never doubted me he has never stopped supporting me uh gear wise social media wise friend wise paul is really my big brother uh and paul is one of the owners of violent okay and so uh when i was in violence i had i had a dad almost like a dad that was actually around to you know, parent me through my airsoft career uh, yeah. with my bat with my dad being deployed a lot. I was still very much in touch with him. Love my dad. I- I'm happy you're listening to this, Dad. Mwah. 
So but, he, uh, your dad was in the military and he was overseas? Yes, he was a warrant officer. Um, oh, yeah. He's actually out of Camp Mabry right now. And uh, he's been to Iraq, he's been in Kosovo, he's been in Kuwait, he's been to uh, Iran. He, he's been all over the place. I love my dad. Like, okay, we're going to take an even bigger sidestep. The love I have for my dad is really hard to explain to people. And you're going to understand this because of the military experience. My dad was sending checks back home to my mom to put food in my mouth, make sure I made it to school, had school clothes. My dad did everything for me. He might not have been there all the time, but oh my God, I love my dad with all my heart because you can't explain that to normal people, right? Like they're like, oh, it's not weird that like he's around now and everything. And you're like, no, I'm the happiest I've ever been because he's here. It's not a Skype call. From a 2008 laptop, you know? And <laughs> he, right. He's not, like, calling us at 2 a.m. when he, you know? Mm-hmm. And, God, I love my dad so much. Love him, love him, love him. And he's, he's really been supportive of the Airsoft stuff. Really. He's been, like, at first he was very scared about it because he's like, you're spending a lot of money on this stuff and not getting anything right. return. But, like, now that this is my full-time job, like, mm-hmm. this is what I do. He's been nothing but my biggest fan, and I love him with all my heart. That's awesome, man. Shout out, Dad. Love you, man. <laughs> yeah, shout out. He's going to love hearing this. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have him on, too, and talk about the uh, military experience as well. He doesn't play Airsoft, but he would no. love to hang out and talk with you. No, I've had uh, – well, one of the guys I had on was uh, a guy I met at uh, – It's uh, he, he owns Green Wolf Tactical. It's mm-hmm. out of uh, – around Atlanta. Georgia. Yeah. And um I met him at uh, an SS Airsoft event, the uh, or at SS Airsoft, the Call of Duty event they had a couple years ago with um they had Jammer that. Actual. I don't know if you yeah. know if you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Event, I watched that you know, whole Call video. Of Duty that Ghost. was so cool. Yeah. Uh so uh Greenwell Tactical, he's never played Airsoft. He doesn't play Airsoft. He does real steel, but he does uh, Green Wolf, he's he does like embroidery and you know he Fine. does apparel. Yeah, he makes yeah. apparel, and he goes to different uh, setups, you know, like uh, events or whatever, and sets up his trailer mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So I've had people on here that don't play airsoft. Um, you know, just we have a connection through it. I mean, your dad's connection obviously is you, so he has yeah. something to talk about with airsoft. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to talk to him about that man. It's cool. I'll reference you to him. Yeah. yeah. He's I had, really shy, uh, so I don't know if he'll come is he? on. Okay, but okay. he would love to talk to you. I know he would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I had a warrant officer in uh, Okinawa that was uh, one of my best friends. Man, he's cool as hell. Okay. Warrant officers are cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah. So DJ, So at violence, I had my dad in airsoft and paintball. His name is Thorn. Thorn. I moved in with Thorne at 18 years old, like literally 18th birthday. Wow. Moved in with Thorne. Okay. Um, Thorne grew up in California mm-hmm. and was full on like this dude hung with Snoop Dogg type shit. Really? Like he taught me how to bleed my brakes with a funnel and a water bottle type shit. Oh, that's. You know? Yeah, and that's like, how I grew up. <laughs> My dad our was house, a mechanic, so yeah. yeah, exactly. So like uh, our house, we played paintball. We were broke. Yeah. There was a couch and a TV. Like there was a TV stand, but it was made out of plywood. 
Like, <laughs> all we did was play paintball every day. We had to go play paintball. Yeah. And, uh, dude, he taught me up, man. He taught me the ways, like, 10% paintball, 90% life. Mm. Like, living by the G code. Like, looking out for your neighbors and your people in your neighborhood. What? Like, no, nah, dude, dude, this guy awesome. was straight up. You saw him, you would never want to fuck with this guy. Like, six foot four, 250 pounds, pure muscle, just a, a tank of a man. Yeah. And, uh, nah, dude, taught me about taxes, taught me how to take care of my car, yeah. rent, stuff like that. And so, after, after I stopped playing paintball, I kind of took Thorne out of the picture. I moved into a place of my own and uh, it was hard. Mm. It was really hard. So, I mean, if you were to talk about skill in airsoft and paintball, when they make these slides, when you make shots, when you go to deflect shots and everything, they are all the smallest calculated muscle movement relying on your instincts. And what you've experienced. When you take away your sensei of all of that, you lose your purpose. Yeah. You lose your determination. You don't know where to go or what mm-hmm. to do. That's who DJ was from SYG for me. He took Thorn's spot, but in Airsoft. Wow. Was talking to him this morning. And DJ doesn't play Airsoft anymore, but we're still very close and talk all the time. But, uh, Dude, he opened my eyes to so much. Like, he was like, I get it. You're the best in your state. How about best in the world? Or are you too <laughs> pussy for that? Like, oh, that shit. was the motivation he'd give me. Yep. The best thing I can compare it to is, like, if you've seen the movie Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. That's me and DJ. Oh, it's, not, cool. it's not that he's mad. It's not that he doesn't like being around me or stuff. Right. But he knows I can do better. And he will not accept anything mm-hmm. other than perfect. And it's because he knows I can get there. Now, and that's so good to have somebody like that in your life, you know. Oh, dude. as human beings, we're not supposed to be by ourselves anyway. Like we have mm-hmm. this natural thing in us that we're drawn to other people. That's mm-hmm. why we love camaraderie. That's why when guys get out of the military, when when guys leave a, a football team, or you know their their career ends because Crushing. of an injury Crushing. or whatever. It's crushing because it's not that you miss playing the sport so much that that's part of it too, but it's being around. There's something about that, man. You know, the iron sharpens iron thing, like extremely. Oh, it's very, very important in our lives. Yeah. That's good. You had that. After all that, DJ was like, well, you you can either come to champs or uh, you can see if you're good enough next year. And I was like, all right, okay. Challenge accepted. So I tell my team, and we're going to champs. We get there, and uh, day one is the prelims. So there's 16 teams in the championships that were invited. Top 12 move on to the next day. Bottom four are told to go home. Hmm. Our first three games, we completely shit the bed. I mean, we just... What a lot of people don't understand is Airsoft is very different 
culturally based on region. Hmm. Cali players are super aggressive, okay. super fast, and have really good back players to support them. Yeah. East Coast are very calculated, very mm. chess-like in their okay. movement and such. Okay. Texas is still finding its foothold, mm. but Bondo is built of me and five other kids ranging from 15 to 18 years old. They've never played paintball. They've never played on another airsoft team. They were wow. rentals when I asked them to come play with me. Yeah. Shout out to the rentals. So, oh, <laughs> shout out rentals, dude. For real, bro. <laughs> yeah. Serious. They're uh those kids, man. I just I saw them. I, I just saw it in them and I was like, No, you guys have come for three weekends in a row. You guys buying a gun soon? I can help you out with that. And after that, I have the longest I've gone without seeing those kids is probably like a week and a half, two weeks mm-hmm. since 2021. Yeah. And so uh, since then, we go to Cali, shit the bed. Our very last game, we're able to clutch out a win. And the funny part is we were in like the easiest bracket out of mm-hmm. all of them. We barely get a win. So we get to move on to Sunday. Okay. We have the most heated debrief. I was going to say, what's your discussion like after like taking a crap for thrown EPMs, thrown masks, flipping tables, yelling? (laughs) That's what the debrief was. Yeah. Now we come back Sunday. And we win our first game. Okay. And it's against a good, good team. Everyone's like, what the hell? Okay, cool. Our second game is versus another Texas team. And we know we're about to mop the fucking floor with these people. (laughs) To put this into perspective, the final score... Bondo and Invoke 2023 Ocho Finals was 265 Bondo, negative 45 Invoke. Whoa! Yes. It was that bad. Then we went against another team. And in our final game is SYG. And we lose by 10 points. Oh, God. But, oh, you're going to love this. It's but, the 10-point curse, bro. <laughs> comma. In Speed QB, you cannot substitute a player that was not on your roster when you signed up. Right. That's most sports. I mean. SYG baseball. had accumulated enough penalties throughout the day that we were able to disqualify one player. Mm. We disqualified him. Cool. They had no one else to take his spot. So the game was supposed to be played four on five. We have an extra body. Right. Which is game changing. That's an automatic win. For sure. Yeah. Well, so one of their guys that plays for SYG did not sign up for the event, but played anyways. Oh, okay. And they won that game by 10 points. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had 
a crazy, outrageous, celebratory, didn't shake our hands, yelling and screaming. Oh, really? Like being assholes about it? Against a bunch of kids from Texas. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Like a bunch of teenagers from Texas. Yeah. And so it's funny enough, there's actually like a really funny picture somewhere of me. Are, Are they able to see the camera? Like, are they able to see me on the episode? Right now? Yeah. Like while we're recording, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. pose it for you. So yeah, I, I got you. Saying... I got your camera. Actually, I got your side uh, blown up, so it's oh, it's good, bigger good. than mine. Yeah. yeah. So there's a picture of me sitting on the sideline at Tax City, with uh, with my gun in my hands like this, in my mask. Uh huh. And right next to me is the plexiglass of them just throwing BBs, screaming. And that what? became like an infamous photo. Really? Is that where's that? Oh, is that on your Instagram? I want to see it. No, it's not on my oh, Instagram. The okay. photographer has it, but okay, okay. I specifically asked for it not to be released to the public because I love the guys from SYG. Yeah, they're amazing. I I truly do love them with all my heart. Yeah, of course. It was just it sucked and it happened. Yeah, it was- and we move on from that. It stung because right. of how they won and how they celebrated. And yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, and I can so, get it. And, and they even called me afterward. Yeah. Their members called me and were like, look, man, that was messed up. Real sorry. And I was like, no, I get it. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. names out of it and like what was said out of it. Yeah, sure. Just out of respect for him. But they called me and, and we straightened it out. Now. I was very bitter after that, mm-hmm. and I was given an SYG patch, and I'm sure you know, SYG patches are extremely rare. Like, okay. those are not given out normally. Really? And so, I gave mine back to DJ, who, you know, played for SYG. Right. And I was like, listen, man, I'm not going to do anything wrong. I don't want to disrespect y'all or anything. I just... I don't want this anymore. He was like, no, I get it. It's cool. And he takes it. Well, little do I know, everyone who had an SYG patch did that shit. No way. Like, other teams were coming up to me and being like, dude, I gave back SYG patch. I can't wear that shit anymore. And I was like, that's your decision, you know? Right. It's not like you went on a platform and and started, you know, telling everybody to do that. I I really tried. So. I didn't want to start anything. I still don't want right, to start right. anything. I love those guys. Yeah. But I was just surprised that like other people saw it. Mm-hmm. So of course this spreads like wildfire throughout BTV. Yeah. And so it was just that happened and they asked what they could do to make it up to us. And we said, we want a rematch. That's all we want. We just want a rematch. Yeah. That's all we want. Name a time, place. We're there. We just want a rematch. Now, of course, that was over playful banter. Lots of laughs. and Because, I mean, it's going to happen in 2024. More than once, we're going to go okay. against SYG. Yeah. I mean, now that we're a top five team, we're going to see SYG on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, still love those guys. Shout out Fab, Danny, and DJ in particular. You guys are great. I hope y'all are enjoying the podcast. Um, yeah. And, and so 
We took fifth place at World Cup. And for a team from Texas on their first traveling tournament, we were fine with that. We were absolutely okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, and so now we just got done with our recent tournament, the HGK Winter Series in Indiana, where we took home third. Um, nice. Again, because of a 10-point difference. But it was Slaughter, <laughs> slaughter Gang this time. Oh, um, shout out Cujo. Okay. Amazing. Dude, Cujo's the homie. All the Slaughter guys. Apex. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah all those guys. I, shout out Slaughter I Gang, man. Slaughter I, I want to have more of you guys on. If y'all, if y'all are listening to this, or if uh, Cujo, if you hear this, uh, tell your team. I want to have them on, too. Dude. So, I had Cujo on last year. Yeah. Slaughter are some of the coolest people I've met in the community. Honestly. Because, like, everyone has their own little niche that they really connect with. For us, like, we love the hood rat vibe. Because, like, a lot of us grew up in really rough parts of the city and everything. So, like, we're all about the gang and all about the family Uh and everything. Slaughter's into that shit, dude. Yeah. They're into that nasty, bloody, ruthless shit. Like, that's (laughs) cool. A lot of people don't like that. But for the people that do, oh, we love that stuff, man. Right. And so... uh. You know, shout out to Slaughter guys. I really, I'm excited to see them next month at the next HGK Winter Series. But that game again, ten point difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come to find when you put teams against each other in SpeedQB that are really high caliber and skill, it is the most outrageous plays. Like you're talking hail mary, game deciding plays, and. That's what makes it so like, oh, I'm losing my breath when I'm commentating these games. Right. Because I'm just, I'm I'm trying to explain what's going on, but at the same time, I'm seeing what's happening on the field and what's the next. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to do it. You know, they're going <laughs> to fucking run that guy to the other side of the field. Or they don't know this guy's in that bunker right now. Uh-huh. And I mean, dude, I, it's funny. There's a picture of me in Indiana, like gripping my microphone. Like watching the play, looking like I just saw a cow get hit by an oncoming train. <laughs> I, commentating that tournament was That's so funny. fun. Like, I, I'm gonna say this now: if ever you need to come soft tournaments, anyone listening to this, you fly me out. I will be the most ecstatic, most electric commentator you've ever had. Just watch the HGK series. I got to commentate twice on, it. and we're that gonna, was, we're gonna put together a video and. Uh... Uh, promotion of a uh, promo video for you being commentator. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. That's awesome. I had the best time. And yeah. I mean, I've come to learn airsoft thrives off of two things. It thrives off of content and it thrives off of connections. Mm. The more people, you know, the more content you have, that's what puts you out there. You know, that's, that's what gets you to higher places and stuff like that. I would have never gone to World Cup without DJ. I would have never gone to the HDK Winter Series without Elite. You know, stuff like that. And now it's at the point where I'm flying out every month to go play somewhere. Whether yeah. it's with the team, I'm just hanging out. Whether it's business stuff, now that I'm working in the industry and that such. But this really is becoming my full-time job. And that's the best part about it is... Yeah. Like, now that I come home and I work on my stuff, 
this is what I want to do. And I know this is what I want to do. And I just, I never thought it'd actually come true. I never thought. I thought I'd be working in a warehouse if I was ever in the airsoft industry. (laughs) I'm working in a warehouse right now, but not the airsoft industry. But (laughs) not in the airsoft industry. But now that I'm in the paintball industry as a... I have to be very picky what I say here. Um, As a manufacturing partner in the airsoft and paintball industry it is very cool to know the fact that someday this will be my full-time job mm-hmm. not quite right now not for not for a good bit yeah but i think i got a couple more months of a full-time nine to five until i can ask if i can go part-time yeah because I, I can't ever see myself not working. I'd order so much shit off of Amazon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but part-time, I'll do part-time. I'll, I'll, I'll sleep in and right. I'll do that. <laughs> uh-huh. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, that's man. cool, man. It's uh, It's been a wild ride, dude. And the, the crazy part is I'm so young in the sport. Right. Bo- bo- both age and in the sport. I'm 22 exactly. years old. Yeah, and uh, 22. I've been playing SpeedQP for 10 months now. Wow. And our team is top five. I have a team in when LA. When did you start Airsoft? When did you transition from paintball to Airsoft? 2021? 2021. That's crazy, bro. Played one year of Milsim and two. Played one year of just Wreck with the Bondo Bandits. Yeah. And then uh, SpeedQP came in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, so we're ten months. Yeah. Holy cow! Now, when did you start? When did you start paintball? That was young. Uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty, and I paid uh, no twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah, and I played for two years. Got my uh. I'll actually take them out right here so that you can see them. Oh, that's really in there. Sorry, they're in my stand. Yeah, I got my uh, I got my Speed QB Awaken. MVP ring right there. Yep. And then I have my World Cup 2020 ring right there. Beautiful. So uh, I got a couple more to go before we got the full fist. But I'm I've never seen those be before. Uh, I didn't know you got rings at yeah. the uh, at these. Okay. So for paintball, uh, this is the one for paintball. It says 2020 champions on the side. Little guy with a paintball gun right there. Let me see. Yeah, little guy with a paintball gun right there. Says NXL champions right there. Yeah. And on the front, you got the big NXL logo. And then uh, on this one, uh, it says Awaken Speed QB MVP 5v5. And it's just got all the fancy stuff on there. But I don't, I don't ever wear these. Well, I Sometimes. wear them to very, very, very meetings. Mm hmm. And weddings, and that's pretty much it. Like the places you're supposed to wear your championship, you know. Gotcha. But I don't ever just like go to Starbucks with that thing on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just stay on my desk. They just remind me of uh, remind me of some fun memories I've had. Right. I want oh, some more, right, but uh, good reminders of everything. I have so many. Oh man. 
Well, it's hard. No, that's like, a, it's, it's been an amazing story already, man. Yeah. I'm, I was, I'm really intrigued. You're a good storyteller too. So it really helps. You think so? Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for real, bro. But yeah, it's, it's, it sounds dramatized, you know, when you tell people and stuff, but you can even go back and look at my Instagram and everything. And like, that is what happened. Oh yeah. No, that's uh yeah, I mean that's part of uh, you know, part of uh, telling a good story or being good at telling a story is uh, kind of conveying the emotion oh, in yeah. the story because uh, that that's what kind of bonds it together, bondos it together, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, yeah, man. And I mean, no, that's cool. I'm dead honest when it came to the. Like when we were terrified at our first BKB event, dude, we were mortified. We were sure. scared as fuck. Oh, we didn't know what sure. to do. Yeah. And I mean, even in Cali, the kids knew it was going to be hard, but they knew it was, they didn't know it was going to be that hard. Yeah. And so now, beside, yeah, besides fifth place, we have podiumed. If we've not won, we have podiumed every event we. And so. It's a big inspiration for them, you know, to go up against teams like, you know, Saturdays are for the boys, got to play against Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, Complexity, some amazing people from around the globe and to know like, hey, we're doing good. You know, we're in the top five worldwide. But then you're laying in bed at midnight, staring at your ceiling and you're like, we haven't won a national yet, mm-hmm. you know? We've gotten third. Thank God we haven't gotten second. But the only first places we have are, you know, regionals and minor events. Yeah. And that's what that's what keeps you up at night, man. Like that's yeah, really that's, that's the draw. That's yeah. the yeah, man. That's that 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 only comes to people that uh to winners, you know, I mean, I'm right. not saying other people are losers, just that yeah, um, people that are, you know, that when, when somebody is focused on that, that's your purpose. Mm-hmm. If, if you're focused on something, if this is what's popping in your head, this is what's kind of, that's your draw, that's your focus, then mm-hmm. that's what is meant for you. You're noticing these things. If you, if you're staring at the ceiling after an event and uh, you guys had placed whatever it is, but you're, your sights are on a bigger picture thing. You're like, okay, Hey, we did good, but we didn't do this and this is what we want. So that's your, you know, yeah, man. Now in terms of like purpose and like knowing this is for me, that was fight night for me, honestly. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I got to compete in fight night in 2023. I was able to make it to the grand finals. Um, for people that don't know every year, KWA has a league called Fight Night. Yeah. It is a series of 1v1s. Yep. And you get Milson players, you get rec play, everyone Everybody. entered. Yeah. Because it's garnered to both Milson and speed players. Like, mm. there's something everyone wants to prove their worth. Right. And let me tell you right now, before I start hearing it from the Milson guys, a Milson guy won in 2023. He oh. won the 10K. What? Yes. Eddie Valiant. He won with an LCT AK. Oh my god! 
against these dudes that have these pimped out $13,000 guns sitting on my bed right now. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, here, let me actually grab This is the one I just picked up from Russell. Shout out, Russell. Yeah. This competition gun with discontinued parts, prototype mm. engines, tuned for six months. Yeah, and LCTAK beat this in a 1v1. <laughs> and so, oh, my God. That's crazy, bro. It's actually so when we were when we were in Texas, um, I got to play with my my little bro, my jit. Shout out Shorty from Elite. Um, he came to Texas, and uh, we played in the one v ones. And so the way they do it is the first round you play three on threes. You it's you and you pick two homies to play against your opponent and his two homies. After two rounds, you take out one of your homies, then it's you and another homie versus your ho- your opponent and his homie. After two rounds, goes to straight 1v1s. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on how good you look to the judges, at the end of the day, they choose eight people to move on. In those eight people... You guys have a round robin single elimination 1v1 series. Whoa, right. So I was lucky enough to get picked by the judges as one of the top eight out of the 40. After I got picked, I went into 1v1s. I won my first game. My second game went into overtime. Won that. My third game. Went into double overtime. Whoa. Won that. Then it was grand finals versus shorty. If you don't know, in KWA fight night, getting kills is not the only way to get points. You have objectives and targets you have Mm. to shoot. So before the game started, you know, crowds hyping it up. It's grand finals. Can the kid from Texas beat the kid from Tennessee? I'm like, yo, shorty. Wave over to him. Both meet up at the 50. And the refs are coming over to make sure there's not a problem or anything. And, and yeah. I'm like shooting them away. I'm like, no, get away from us. So I grab his mask. And I like go to give him a hug. And I'm like, yo, what if we just kill each other and don't go for objectives? I step back and he just kind of goes, yeah, let's do that. Shake hands. And we both walk away. And the so refs this are is like, like, so doing that is more like a uh... gentleman's agreement. Right. Right. Like, and we're so, going to see who's best. Kill it. At, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> who's the better shooter? Right. And so uh, the refs are coming over and they're like, hey, what's going on and everything? We're like, no, don't worry about it. Cool, it's cool, it's cool. We're telling each other good <laughs> luck. Soon as that buzzer goes, it is zero to 100 balls to the walls. I'm sure. We are sliding mid shots. You I mean, know, this is like a scene from an action movie, bro. Oh, like it a was John just, Woo film. Or it something. was watching John Wick, <laughs> but in airsoft. <laughs> and I mean, we're like wall jumping off of bunkers to get over each other, shooting our guns at ninety degrees so the BB oh will curve into the bunker. What? Yeah, like that type of stuff. And like we're shooting out here, but keeping our head way back here so that if mm-hmm. a BB comes in. We can duck and go out left to keep shooting at them while we're getting shot at. Mm. Dude, it was the most like, I'm pretty sure that was my favorite game ever played. 
just because it was poetry. It was. It's like the final boss fight from any video game <laughs> show you might watch. Yeah, for real. Shorty wins, forty to twenty, mm. and uh, I thought I had lost. So we meet up, and they go, "Hey, man." So Shorty gets to go to Las Vegas to play in the grand finals for free. Mm-hmm. But you can still go. You just have to pay for yourself. Oh, wow. And that was the biggest second win ever. So real. they gave all the champions these varsity jackets. Uh-huh. Let's say KWA fight night. And then on the back, it has our clan that we were in. Whoa. Awesome bomber jackets. And like they gave us guns and they gave us patches and for the winners. Yeah. And so uh, I went to Las Vegas. And that was the longest plane ride of my life, man. I've been on a long plane ride before. But knowing I had a shot at winning $10,000 right. at an Microsoft tournament, and like, you never, I don't care who you are or how cocky you are or how big of an ego you have, you never expect to get the chance to be crowned the number one player mm-hmm. of 2023. Never. I don't care how good you are or what sport you play. That is one of the biggest honors you can have. Yeah, it sounds amazing. So we get there, and uh, it's literally like the top 10 players in the world because that's who made it. It's top 10 players in the world. So these are guys from like overseas as well. Uh, yeah, literally. What? Netherlands and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my but god! Funny enough, we're all friends with each other. We all know each other. Sure. So Vegas just turns into this giant party of like, of course. Yo, what's good? That's what Vegas for. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I'm telling you right now, that was some of the sickest shit I have ever seen. Because you're seeing styles from like East Coast versus West Coast, South Coast versus Canada, and like, dude insane levels of this shit and uh funny enough i got to meet so many people for the first time i ended up in i think 10th i came in 10th okay and uh because there was 16 either 16 or 20 people total but i came in 10th uh i lost to cody from ltd shout out ltd amazing people um yeah buddy dude sickest 1v1 tournament I've ever been to. Just in like so much fun. And uh, that's when I knew this stuff was for me. Like whenever I was you know top 16 players. Yeah. Like that's when I was like no. This this is everything I want and everything I need and I never stop doing this. And so that was awesome. And the next day we got to play Limited, oh, which was a very, very good awakening. Um, if you actually go to my page right now. Yeah. And you let me find the post for you, actually. So for those of you that don't know, Limited Class is a part of SpeedQB where you are limited to one shotgun, two pistols, and one AEG rifle. There's no HPA allowed. 
Okay. Um, okay, so if you go up to my post, you're going to see a picture of me kneeling with a shotgun. And the post above that is a guy jumping over a bunker and a guy shooting back up with a pistol. If you want to watch that video really quick. Um, you talking about uh, Instagram? Yep. So How far down? Uh, all the way at the top. From the top. All the way at the top. Uh, so if you go all the way up to the top, it's going to yeah. be in the middle section. It's going to be a picture of me with a shotgun kneeling down. Oh, yeah, I see it. Hold the on. post above that. If you want to watch the, that uh, really quick. Yeah, we're going to share the screen real quick. Yeah. So peoples can see it. Heck yeah. This one here? First time using a shotgun. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's watch. Shout out Scotto. Shout out Print, Shoot, Repeat. Love these guys. (laughs) Whoa. What? (laughs) What is this? Hannah said he had no idea what to do. He didn't know if he should call hit or shoot, so he just did both. And uh, Scotto, the guy that filmed that, saw that and was like, wait, I've seen this before, and pulled up the print shoot repeat video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that was my first time using a shotgun. And uh, That's crazy, bro. If you actually want to look at the post right next to it, yeah, that was uh, that was my first point ever playing with a shotgun yep that one right there so this is also the one where i vaulted over the dude but if you watch the video the 50 yard line our flag runner jumps right over the bunker to kill whoa him. yeah he did and so a guy tries to make it out of the snake from the home and once i'm able to shoot him out i rush up to the 50 yep there's one more guy in the center one shot duck in got him and that's when i knew there was one guy left alive and I ran up for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, the whole sideline was going crazy. People were banging on the glass and everything after that. That, that really awesome. that riled up everyone there. <laughs> I'm sure. But limited is so cool, dude, because there's no HPA. So you're using gas shotguns, gas pistols, AEG rifles. Like, I mean, that's a game changer, bro. Yeah, it's like classic airsoft. Serious, you know? right. And it is so much fun. It is so much fun. I mean, that is cool. But yeah, it honestly, if you want to do this for a segment of your show, if yeah. you have any of the questions about the posts, I will be happy to explain them because I post some pretty crazy stuff on my instagram airsoft takes me a lot of places Um, oh yeah for sure i mean this is cool (laughs) uh those are all so the video in the middle was hid a whole setup at awaken because like i said bond is community driven um what this video yep that was me giving a kid a gun at our local field um yeah, I was just showing up to practice, and uh, so this kid, he actually played in that 1v1 tournament, Fight Night, and uh, I was like, listen, man, I'm going to bring you back some stuff. I'm not going to forget about you. Sure enough, a month later, I showed back up, and I was just talking to this kid. Here, we're going to set this up like an interview style. Oh, this is the gun. We're gonna set this up in your style. Okay, go ahead and take a seat. Yes, sir. All right. So I want you to tell everyone on the live who you are. 
Uh, hi, my name is Michael. I play uh, uh, on Mainfield. I uh, I am starting to play a little bit of speed. Yeah. And uh, I might be joining a team. Soon. I don't know. Really? What team are you going to join? Uh, well, I had been introduced to LSA, and yeah. they are starting LSA Junior League. Heck yeah. And I have been uh, asked to join them. No, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. So, do you remember that one time during fight night that we had gone on the field and gone up against each other? Yeah. So, do you like do you like playing speed? Is that one of your favorites? Yeah. You sure? Okay. So over at Bondo. We had a really big donation given to us, and they asked us who we think we should give the gear to. And you were the person that came to my mind. So, all right, first first up, right? You're gonna need a mask, buddy. Oh, You're gonna whoa. need a mask. So we got you with the ProFlex. Got you right there oh so that- Oh my God, look at this. <laughs> you can rock out. You be steezing on the field now. Dude, and cool. That's just the beginning. This guy, he went crazy. So. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Totally Let's open up this gun case here. So this is yours. You can take the gun case home and everything like that. So when I open this up, I'm going to explain everything to you so you know what's going on. So inside the gun case. Let me open it up from the back here. Yeah. It's like Christmas for him, bro. Oh, yeah. First, Yo. you're going to need a mag pack. Yo! Oh my god! You're good. You're gonna have to Yo, hold all your mags in there. I don't know if you want to. Oh, I still got an iron gun. And then we knew <laughs> we knew you needed a gun, but you needed a special gun, what? not just any type of gun. You feel me? Yeah. So we got you this ARP 556. Five, it's a short barrel and everything like that. It already has upgrades in it, like a MOSFET and everything like that. So it's super fast, super clicky. And of course, you're gonna need a battery, charger, oh and a mag for it. And Yo, now you got your gun what? case, so you can bring it anywhere, you can travel anywhere. Yo, got you, son. Thank you, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, for real, over at Bondo, we just threw something together, and uh, they asked they asked me who deserved it, and I, I said, I think it's you. So we got you, big guy. Oh my god, thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's already wired to Dean's and everything, so you don't have to watch Dude, that, that that's kid. amazing. Yeah. So him and his dad, his dad works at the field. Um, okay. That kid was running on the field and accidentally tripped on something and dropped his gun, which had an air tack upper on it and it shattered to a million <sighs> pieces that last day. And his dad was so understanding about it. He was like, no, are you okay, man? Like, I don't care about the gun. Are you okay? Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm fine. So that ARP, you know, you got the full metal on that thing. Right. So his dad was like, "Dude, you just saved me so much money." Like he was oh, like, "For real, bro." Because I mean, that's what that's what I really saw out of the dad and his kid was he was like, "I just want my son to have fun. I want him sure. to sure off. Like this is what he loves and everything." And that's when I was like, "No, it's him. This is the kid. This is him." When you see, yeah, when you see uh, somebody's eyes light up for something that they're excited about, you know, when they, man, that's the, uh, yeah, that's that's worth it. Makes everything just. <laughs> that's awesome dude it's been a wild ride yeah, i love it though. i mean that's that's uh yeah that's exciting uh i i you know just like most people i invite on here i really don't know what to expect when i start talking with somebody that's the fun part 
I love it. I really do. I love it, man. It's like uh, sometimes I purposely don't go and kind of research somebody's, you know, uh, socials or whatever. Right. Just so I can like, hey, what's what's up? Let's see where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Okay. Dude, that's awesome. Well, uh, I I definitely want to leave some some content for the next time you come on. And um, I've really enjoyed having you on man i'm so glad you were uh you were so eager to come on tonight because uh i was kind of a fan man <laughs> i, I love airsoft thank you so much man that's uh mm. it's cool we uh yeah somebody was asking me the other day about um our youtube channel somebody local here that doesn't mm-hmm. play airsoft you know somebody from our church and um and i was like yeah you know as i'm as i'm telling them kind of the tra- like all the changes that our channel has gone through you know, it's a reflection of the changes that's been happening in our lives, obviously. So it it's uh as I'm telling him, I'm kinda of reminiscing from the first few months we started our channel, you know, it's uh yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh this whole because we started the channel right when the our my sons got into uh, airsoft. So mm-hmm. it really coincides with the you know, when it when the channel started is when they started in airsoft and that's when I started in airsoft. I didn't, when we started, I didn't care about airsoft. Didn't want to know about airsoft. I just needed something right. to do. Exactly. And then, <laughs> I really did. And, um, uh, I got sucked into this community and I can't leave. It's like what you said in the very beginning, when we were talking, you're like, <laughs> dude, once you get in this, like, it's there's like, no you leaving. can't get out. No, there's no, no. and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm just like, holy cow, dude. I went uh, a, a couple months, I guess, without doing a podcast, you know, and uh, we went out last year, we went out to uh, see our daughter and um, I missed it. I missed it. I mean, I was, we were busy, so I wasn't right, thinking about right. it all the time, but it was, uh, yeah, I, there's no leaving this uh, community, man. It's, no. it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you so much, man. Hey, anytime. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah, it's been great talking with you. What a good uh, good way to spend a Friday night. For sure. Uh, <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Awesome. Well, what uh, I know, um, what kind of advice can you give somebody that is uh, kind of breaking into, you know, airsoft in general and maybe they're gravitating towards, well, I don't know if I want to do Milsim or Speedsoft. Uh, you know, what, what advice you give somebody that gets in? This is like literally the perfect time to say this. This is like, okay. When you get into airsoft and you don't know which direction you want to go in. I, I have multiple things I want to say on this, but I'm going to keep it in pretty simplistic as I can. Do what you want to do. You can listen to other people, right? And you can do what your friends want to do. You can do something your friends don't want to do. You can use the gun you want to use, or you can use the gun your friend wants you to use. I got into Airsoft doing what my friends wanted me to do, and it's the exact opposite of what I'm doing today. And I used guns that people said I want to use, And now I'm using guns that are nowhere near that. So I'm telling you right now, you have to put what you want to do first. Don't make the same mistake I did. 
No, I'm not saying don't go try other things. That's the exact opposite I'm trying to say. I think you should go play Milsim. I think you should go play at your local SpeedQB. Uh, I mean, yeah, play at SpeedQB, but that might be really difficult for you to get into at first. Go play your local SpeedSoft event, but go play your local Milsim event. Like, when you get bored with Airsoft, it's because things aren't changing. Mm-hmm. Go try different things. I would have had no idea my love for shotguns until I tried one. Uh-huh. And now I want to use a shotgun more than my rifle, for Christ's sake. Nice. Like, I'm telling you right now, do what you want to do. Because everyone could say what they're going to say. And trust me, they're going to say it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's about what you want to do. Period. Don't mm-hmm. let anyone stray that away from you. That's the best part about Airsoft. Is Airsoft is what you make of it. Whether you're a weekend warrior, you go out once a month, or you're finding out this is about to become your full-time job and mm-hmm. uh, more than just an obsession. Airsoft is all of what you make it. That's the best advi- advice I can give to a new player. Honestly. Love it. I wish someone told me that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I have yeah, another they're... question for you. We just, uh, so SHOT Show just ended. I'm sure you kind of kept up with some of that stuff, right? I was actually we... heavily involved with SHOT Show. Okay. Uh, home, but yes. Right. And uh, is there anything that you're allowed to talk about yes. that is uh, impressed, like that you're impressed with that's coming out, like in the market? Okay. Oh my goodness, Lancer really? Tactical. Well, so I'll, I'll explain why. So Lancer, I'll, I'll give it two parts to this. So the first part, when you look at these speed soft guns, yeah, there's thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Because people crutch on them. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I can do the same thing I do with my $13,000 rifle with a $140 rental. <laughs> Makes my life a lot easier, but same right. result. Lancer saw that and went, how can we make an entry gun for Speedsoft players that they could pick up right out of the box and use? Mm-hmm. They offer carbon fiber guns with all the tuning that you need for Speedsoft under $300. Whoa. Dean's connector already installed with a already installed MOSFET. Bro. And they want to release those as soon as possible. They said ETA second quarter of 2024. Oh my gosh. Now the second thing is their new Gen 4 M4s. Mm. Not only did they improve the design by making everything ambidextrous, whether it's the charging handle, selector switch, mag release. They said, all right. Everyone loves Gate Titan, put Nasters in all of our guns. So now when you buy a Lancer Tactical Gen 4, M4A1, not only does it come with a Dean's connector for safety and mm-hmm. better performance, right? it comes with a pre-installed Gate MOSFET that you can tune from your phone. Bro. No one saw Lancer making That's next game. level. Like, exactly. Real. It really is. And I mean, because Lancer's always been the entry level. 
airsoft, right? They're stepping into the market now, and they're making well, it known. When you were talking about in the beginning, you were talking about Valken. Yes. You know, doing that same thing. They want to change, you know, okay. Uh, they, they're tired of being called the entry-level thing. Lancer right. Tactical did the same thing. A couple years ago, they were sick and tired of being called, you know, getting shit on. Okay. Right. The and they came level. out with that Gen yeah. 3. And, uh, uh, dude. And the Gen been, 3 uh, was good. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I had one. Yeah. Uh huh. We have a ton of them. <laughs> right. Dude. And I mean, because I mean, all right, this is the part where I'm going to start pissing people off. Um, shop show is a really good excuse to go get drunk with your business partners in Vegas. That's pretty much what shop show is. <laughs> right. Like, yes, it's networking and everything. Uh, sure. But yeah, when your buddy went to shot show. Yeah. Specifically this year, a lot of people were like, dang, this stuff's really boring, you know? Mm, yeah. But Lancer won by a landslide landslide That's victory awesome and i mean you look at what like pts is doing so I'm, I'm not sure if you're into like the ak world when it comes to airsoft but they made the epm ones okay. or ak's problem is they're clear polymer yeah they heard the milson west community they heard that they wanted pts epm one but it's not accurate to have a clear polymer ak-47 magazine no it looks dumb. PTS second quarter of 2024 is putting out 240 round mid cap Bakelite AK-47 Max. So it feels like real wood when you hold it. What? Yes. Bakelite that they actually use in actual, you know, 7.62 and 5.56 magazines. Huh. They literally just found the rights to the original magazine shave here shave there patent production wow. so now they're offering that to all AKC users okay. and PCS has really been working on uh, the real steel side what a lot of people mm. don't know is PTS has a huge foothold in the real steel market PTS is very known and so that's okay. been their main focus not too much on airsoft yeah. but uh that's why I keep saying Lantern, Lantern, Lantern. Because, I mean, they pushed for it this year. They they were on a mission, and no one was going to stop them. They did a yeah. tremendous job. Huge applause to Lancer for 2024. But, yeah. I'm, awesome. It was awesome to see the hard work pay off. With yeah. That. I'm so glad, man. I love to see. You know, it's like the underdog, right? Oh, You're yeah. coming back. Like, <laughs> Everyone loves to see that. Right. Oh, that's cool. Okay, but, amazing. Well, thank yeah. you again, man. It's been uh, it's been awesome meeting you and talking with you, and uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough, buddy. Appreciate you. Well, who do you want to shout out before we uh, end? Shout your your uh, your stuff out, your channel, and then uh, any of your teammates that, um, and also recommend somebody I can uh, that you want me to talk with. Yep. So. You can find me on Instagram at Bondo underscore duh, D-A underscore Don, D-O-N. Uh, that's really where I post everything. That's all my updates. I want to shout out my sponsors really quick. Yeah. Russell's Customs for getting me on here. Thank you, Russell. Shout and out, Russell, for my gun. Yeah. Uh, shout out Paul from Violence. Shout out David from Bloodthirsty TV. 
um, Nomadic Socks, uh, man, just everyone that helps make this stuff happen. Thank you. Now, as far as someone to get on here, I heard that someone was asking about this podcast at church. Was that correct? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to interview Caleb Freeland from Revelation. They are Caleb? a big Caleb Freeland. I'll I'll actually send him. Uh, I'll send you your his information so you okay. can get in contact with him. But he runs HTK Airsoft out of Jasper, Indiana, and just hosted a speakeasy event there. But the reason why I want to recommend him to you was Revelation's name is based off of Revelation from the Bible. And I oh, brought wow. it up to Caleb. I was like, in a community where Christianity is nowhere as popular as like having the number triple six on your jersey or like pentagrams or stuff like that. Yeah. That was the most wholesome thing to see as a Christian myself. Like I was like, you know, everyone on here has their own religion. Totally respectful. Sure. Yeah. But as a Christian myself, seeing that, that was the most like I pulled Caleb aside. I was like, dude, that takes so much. And I have so much respect for you. And it's so awesome for me to see that. It makes me feel like I have somewhere, you know, mm. and it makes me feel like I have other people there right. that support me. Right. Sure. And I mean, dude, Caleb was even going to hold a devotional on Sunday before we played. Oh, okay. And I think he's doing it at the next one. And I was like, dude, I'll be a f- front row. Of course I want to be there, you know, because yeah. we play our tournaments on Sundays. And so I was like, dude, if you do a devotional on Sunday, tell me when so I can be here, you know. Uh, sure. But, dude, you got to interview Caleb. I mean, okay. he he has an insane amount of history in Airsoft, too. Yeah. But he's he's making moves in that side. Yeah. And I just think it's the coolest, coolest thing ever. Yeah, love I love Caleb. it. I love that. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like this, uh, this podcast is not uh, obviously, like I said in the beginning, it's not. Uh, it, it's partly airsoft, and then <laughs> mostly Everything someone's else. story. <laughs> yeah, it's lifestyle, right. man. It's uh, you know how how somebody came up and uh, how they got to where they're at now. You know, it's, that was my main draw to come on here because I, if I had to like ratio it, I probably refuse about three quarters of the podcast I'm asked to be on just because I, gotcha. I know why they want me to come on. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah, sure. But when it, when you had asked me to come up on here, I knew this was going to be just a Red Bull and a ton <laughs> of laughs, you know? Right. Oh, and yeah. so that's why I was like, no, we're doing it. Just tell me oh, when I'll do it right now. If you want to. So. I know you kind of surprised me with that. I was like, Oh, okay. Like I was literally watching the uh, progress screen on my editing bar. I was editing mm-hmm. a video and, uh, and I'm like, Oh, well, let me wait for that to finish. Okay. Uh, give me like <laughs> 10 minutes. All right. We're, we're, we're ready. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for the next one, man. Awesome. I think man. a good I've... one would be after April because that's after okay. the winter series. Okay. And so I'll be able to tell you guys all about playing in three degrees weather. <laughs> Don't bring a gas blowback. It'll freeze up. <laughs> we had to bring heating pads for that one. Uh-huh. But no, awesome. man, I, I can't thank you enough. Seriously. I can't wait to show this to everyone. 
Yeah, me too, man. Well, everybody uh, watching and listening, go check out Bondo da Don. I, I'll have all your links. You know, I'll have your link thank in you. here uh, for this. And then, uh, thank you. yeah, awesome, man. Thank you so much. And I uh, hope you have a good weekend. Hey, you too. See you next time. All right, brother. 